Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Welcome to episode 172 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast, fam. We are so glad you're here. I was going to open, if it sounds weird, I was going to open with something that I thought was funny, but I wasn't sure it was funny, so I just didn't do it. I saw it I on your face. Cord. I know. I pulled the ripcord. I pulled the... <laughs> I saw the hesitation. I'm like, wait, what's he doing? <laughs> I'll save it for another time. I'll save it. Guys, you hear her voice. I'm back. She's here. She's back from her walkabout. Uh, and we're going to talk about the three E's today. And guys, take a moment. Uh, head over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and a solid review. Something crispy, man. Something really fresh. Mm-hmm. Give us something encouraging. Uh, that's a huge help to us. And guys, no further ado. Big Yonsei's back. Mm-hmm. I think that we need to tell them what happened. No. We need to tell them what happened. Like Brian got mad at me. And so he banned me from yeah. the podcast for a couple She was weeks. in the penalty box. I wasn't. Okay. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. I traveled and stuff. Nothing happened. <laughs> I traveled and stuff. <laughs> I'm so, um, I'm so glad to be back though. I texted Brian the other day and I'm like, I'm having major FOMO. Um, I'm missing, <laughs> I'm missing all my worship leader props friends. So yeah, man. Um, it's so good to be here today. Hey, this is what we're going to be talking about. Brian and I are like everything teams, everything yep. team related. We're going to be talking about uh, recruiting people, onboarding, team development, orientation, all of that stuff, everything team. So um, work makes really, the dream work. It does. It does. So I'm really excited. Hopefully we can. Um, I'm excited. Drop some wisdom and it's not complete nonsense. You never know with the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get to all of that. Brian, will you take just a moment to tell our listeners about our friends over at Planning Center? Guys, our friends at Planning Center are are awesome. They've been with us since the beginning, okay? They've been with us since this podcast was like an idea, Mm -hmm. and we are so grateful that they're here. So we've been telling you about this new app that they have called Church Center. Lots of you are using it. People are sending us uh, DMs about how they're using it, and I've talked with some friends whose churches are using it. And so here's what you can do. You give the people in your church access to this app. So like if you had to create a church app from nothing, it is soups expensive, right? Yeah. yeah. Time consuming. Expensivo. Yes. That's not right. That's not right. It's very expensive. It's very expensive. So here's what here's what Planning Center did. They they basically are giving you an app for your church. You can give the people access to it. They can check their families in. They can give. They can join groups. They can manage like a personal profile so you know who they are and what their phone number and email is, all that stuff. They can register for events and they can reply to their scheduling requests from planning center services, which for us, that's everything, right? Yeah. That's where we live. So you can check that out. Learn more at planningcenter.com slash church dash center. I recently learned how to warp the key of a MP3 in services. Nice. That's been helpful. It's been helpful. You ever have one of those, like you have a song that's normally guy led, but we're going to go and swing it, make a girl led. Yeah. But then you have yeah. to warp it like five steps and it's hilarious because they sound like it sounds like oh, a chipmunk yeah. recording or something. But it anyway, does sound like a chipmunk great like tool, a Disney though. character, right? <laughs> it's a great tool. So Yonsei, yeah. how was the walkabout? 
It was wonderful. You're talking about my yeah. spring break trip, right? That's the yeah. that's the yeah, walkabout. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've done a lot of walking in the last <laughs> month, so I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, we uh we we were like, you know, we want to get away with the kids and just go see something different. And so we were like, let's let's go see a couple of national parks. Let's go see an area of our state and then Utah. We've never seen Utah before. Nice. So, you know, nice. took a little took a little road trip. I will say this, the high desert in Arizona and I guess maybe in that southern part of Utah is just absolutely stunning. Mm. Absolutely mm. stunning. So we had a really good trip. And which which uh, national parks did you go to? We went to Zion National Park and nice. Bryce Canyon, which is also mm. another national park. So nice. Yeah, nice. Really, really great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So Full I don't know. Time have, with the smells. Have you ever been to Zion? Have you I gone? Have not. Okay. No, I have not. So there's this portion where you have to kind of, when you're coming into the park, if you're coming in from like a, a northern end or actually whichever end you come in through, there's a portion where you have to kind of gain some elevation. And so you're doing these kind of like back and forths in your car and then you go into this mm-hmm. tunnel, which is really cool. But the back and forths as you're climbing along an edge, um, oh, I'm afraid of of heights and yeah, and edges. And so- um, I was really struggling a bit in the car. I was so nervous. I was laughing and, and tears were coming out. And I kept looking at my um, my heart rate on my Apple watch. And it was hilarious because before we'd hit that part, my heart rate would be like, you know, 80 or something. And it kept going. It was like 113, 115, oh. 120. <laughs> and then Josh is going, you're making me more nervous driving because of the way you're reacting. It's like, I'm trying so hard. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a heights guy either. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I have a hard time. We we uh, a few years ago, uh, back before COVID, Kim and I went to uh, uh, Greece, like the Footsteps of Paul nice. tour, and yeah. we went to Santorini, which is beautiful, mm-hmm. and I would love to go back someday. But the here's the problem: like you, you're looking at like this cliff that's straight up, and we're on a cruise ship out in the in the Mediterranean. And so we got to get on these little boats and they take us to shore. We, then we get on a coach bus. And so we're doing those like switchback roads in a coach bus. And I was, I was by the window and that's not a good recipe. Yeah. I struggled. I struggled. You're just like, you're just waiting for that wind to hit it. And you're like, there we go. Yeah. We're done. We're done in Greece. So yeah, I'm not a heights, (laughs) not a heights guy either. Well, I don't, I don't think everyone's minds go that way either. I, cause mine, that's mine just, does. that's where mine goes every time. I just mine kept thinking too. we have a high profile vehicle. We also have that extra little luggage case on top. I'm mm-hmm. like, all we need is the wind to kick up and there we go. Yeah, We're just be bad. It's so bad. Yeah. So apparently that doesn't make for a good passenger when you're <laughs> vocalizing. It didn't for it. me, man. I know it didn't for me. <laughs> so next September experience conference. Yes. No switchbacks. No, none. Yeah, no heights unless you're going on Tower of Terror or something in the parks. It's going right. to be fantastic. September 6th through the 9th, Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. We will be recording an episode of the podcast with a live audience. If you've never been with us for one of these, it would be worth coming to Florida to do that. Just to do that. I think. Yeah, I think so too. It'd be well worth it. We had a good, we had a great time. And every time we do a live podcast, we throw stuff out like we're Oprah. You know, yeah, right. we're, we're giving stuff away. We're uh, probably our prizes are, are just a slightly, slight. maybe less. We're, we can't give a little lower on the monetary. Give scale, everybody a car. Exactly. But yeah. who doesn't love a sticker that you can put on your car? <laughs> <laughs> we had a double secret uh, WLP hangout last year. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll do that again. It's just going to be great. You got to mm-hmm. join us. There's so many people coming. John Egan, Andy Rozier, uh, Hope Darst, Jonathan Trailer, Mac Brock, Mac Brock yeah. Meredith Andrews, and many, many, many more. Uh, Thrive Worship. Mm-hmm. Those guys were just on uh, not long ago. Yeah. And, uh, so join us. Uh, you can click the link in our bio and uh, look for the experience link. Use that and uh, register it up. Uh, come on down. It's going to be fun in September in Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, have you followed us on the socials? And I don't mean you, Jen. I'm assuming your answer would be yes. No, not uh, yet. Not yet. You're thinking about thinking it, about praying it. on it. Really careful. Uh, guys, so... Make sure you hit subscribe or follow wherever you're listening to the to the podcast. Some of the apps are, it's not subscribe anymore, it's follow. So whatever it is, click it. So that way, every Tuesday morning, here we are. Yep. Just bright and early. Yeah. Ready for that commute. You can hang with us while you're, while you're driving in or riding the bus or whatever you're doing. Uh, we would love to be those people who we walk wanna, with you every Tuesday. We want to be that with you. We want to be those people. We do. For you. We want. We want to. Mm-hmm. Be. So don't withhold that from us. It, while people are surfing the webs, what else can they look for? Uh, a little bit of merch. A little bit. Yeah. We do have some merch, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit the merch store up at worshipleaderprobs.com. If you're going to come to Experience Conference, you need to have some merch to wear. Absolutely. So jump in now and order it. Yeah, do it. Bring do it. it. Have, do have it. Brian autograph it at. at I the will devalue it conference. like nobody's business. <laughs> okay, so like I said earlier, I've been having major FOMO and I've been missing our podcast time, and so I am so excited that once again it is time for prayer concerns. No pressure, no pressure, but no, I hope, no pressure, I hope right? you have really good ones. I'm just going to say that. I think I have some pretty good ones. I should I have a I buzzer have that's like, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So guys, we love this moment. This is episode 172. You got 171 other episodes and they all have prayer concerns. Some of them, like we'll ever now and then give you a special episode that's nothing but prayer concerns. Mm-hmm. So go check out those other episodes. Um, but we all get feedback from the congregation and look. We heard from Sam Lynn last week that we need to embrace the feedback. And so we're all going to work on that. We're going to work on embracing the feedback. Okay. But sometimes the feedback is really, really funny and people send those in to us and maybe they don't like the songs you're picking or the holes in your jeans or the haze in your room or any number of things that they could not like. So people send these in anonymously. You can go to worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the prayer concerns tab and submit yours anonymously. People are also DMing them to us on Instagram. We share these on the podcast anonymously every week. So let's dive right in. Prayer concern number one. We recently had a senior saint tell us, I'm campaigning to change this stage color from black to a more biblical color. She's campaigning for that. What are biblical colors? Yeah, what are biblical colors? <laughs> and and can you can you see her like with passing out buttons? And I know, right? Cakes and stuff. <laughs> right? Change the <laughs> change the stage color. <laughs> I just I don't even know what biblical colors are. Is that neutrals? Like what? <laughs> yeah, what is a biblical color? Maybe if you know, you can let us know. But wow, yeah, I, wow. I mean, certainly, like there are like lint 
Linton colors and I guess, you know, whatever. I mean, like, let's be real. The most vivid color representation I feel like happens around Noah's story. And I feel like that could be very controversial. Yeah. yeah, We need to take that back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Number two, prayer concern. Number two, immediately after I finished leading worship one Sunday, a man who sings very loudly off pitch in the front row every week approached the stage and told me, you would be causing me to sin if you don't let me audition for the team. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> a, how is how, how does that how, two plus two equals seven point five? Right. How does that work? <laughs> two plus two equals K. Like that's just yeah. not even <laughs> like, I don't what? know what that's this guy's talking about. Oh my gosh. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Goodness. All right. Number three, prayer concern number three. We just started a campaign to pay off our building and they were selling mugs this morning. We're using Square to process the mug sales. And I got an email saying someone left you positive feedback on the Square platform. Naturally, I was interested. And when I went to the feedback, it said, photographers are distracting during worship. Not, how, does, how does that have any, anything to do with mugs or debt getting out of debt as a church how and, does it get marked as positive feedback like I right don't, i don't that's a great question and i have a screenshot here are we able they, to like it's mark a smiley our face yeah it's a smiley face and <laughs> customer left you positive feedback about their purchase photographers are distracting man that's creative i gotta i mean that's a creative way to. it is a creative way yeah very creative. Kudos to them for finding a new way to uh, <laughs> pass some feedback along. Good grief. All right. Number four, prayer concern. Number four, we decided to go a little old school this week and did a nineties era delirious song. A younger church member stopped me after service and said, yeah, that song was all right. I guess it's good to do a hymn for the old people every now and then. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First of all, oh my gosh. when did the nineties become old school? I don't know. That is offensive. Did you, have you heard that thing going around? Okay, sidebar. We got to talk about this. Have you seen that Emotional TikTok? Emotional damage. Have you seen that TikTok <laughs> going around where the, it's the audio clip of the, the lady talking about, you know, people born in the 2000s. She's like, but for those of you who are born in the 1900s and everyone keeps reacting, it's going, the 1900s, is that what we're calling it now? <laughs> That's not what we're calling it. That is not. That is not a thing. No, fam. no. Come on, fam. No. But him, Come I on, love fam. the idea of delirious too. Out of all <laughs> of the people, for the old people, delirious, that, and that—that that is not me calling them old people. That is a quote from the prayer concern. Oh, doing him for the old people. I was yeah. a huge delirious fan, so I just that one hit me. <laughs> that one hit you because <laughs> I'm on old. In the face. I'm old. All right, number five. This is the last one. The bottom of the pudding cup. Prayer concern number five. On one of our comment cards, it said. It felt like we were being led by a woman. Hint, I am a woman. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like we were. Ding, home. ding. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Well, we're going to change directions for this episode. <laughs> Just kidding. So there you have it, fam. Those are prayer concerns. Keep sending yours in. You can go to worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the prayer concerns tab and submit yours anonymously, or you can send those to us on Instagram. Just send us a DM. And uh, we love engaging with those. Thanks for sending those in. Let's jump into uh, the last segment, the meat of the podcast we call sliding into the DMs. 
Okay, so we all live in a culture of some kind of team, you know, staff team, volunteer team, you know, leaders of the team, production team, whatever it is. And so we want to talk kind of about a lot of aspects of team building, mm-hmm. you know, uh, rec- like Jen said earlier, recruiting, onboarding, how do you develop a team? Mm-hmm. What if you have somebody uh, who is not ready for the team? What do you do with those people? How do you help them? So, um, yeah, so here it is. Team building episode 172. What's your biggest, uh, what's your biggest strategy for recruiting team members, Jen? Um, recruiting can be hard. Let's just so hard. Let's just be real. Uh, so I do think it's important. So I feel like a lot of people in churches make an assumption that if they see kind of like a stacked platform where you've got plenty of people in the tech booth, I do think people tend to go, Oh, they're good. They don't need anyone. Um, so I do think it's important that we always kind of portray that, Hey, there's, there's more room. There's more room. There's, there's a lot of stuff that we're doing. Something that we do entirely as a church is it's not fully, it doesn't rest fully on the worship team to try and record or recruit or the uh, creative team to try and recruit. We, we have kind of a, a a class for lack of a better word where new newcomers in the church, they sit through this class and we do a presentation of like, these are all the different areas of ministry. This is where you can get plugged into serving. And so they start hearing about it from the very beginning. Um, And so that does kind of help to cut down some of the recruiting because we're doing it almost like collectively, you know, as a staff and as a church body. Um, yeah. Now, there are times where, uh, you know, people aren't really coming through um, or, you know, or someone comes, you know, they come through an audition and, you know, whatever, they aren't ready yet, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so another um, another thing I like to do is I like to keep my eye on the youth group. Mm-hmm. And this might be controversial for some churches, you know, maybe some churches, uh, I, I know that there's areas where they have um, age limits or, or that sort of a thing. And mm-hmm. um so I can only speak for my church, but um, we are very much about raising up that next generation. And so I actually, um, we just did a series of auditions in the youth group. And part of the point of that is to start developing them so that as they grow, they can eventually also serve um, in the main team. And so I actually, I like to just kind of keep my eye and go, okay, where is there some potential? Where is, where do I see the future kind of happening? And um, look to that and kind of honestly go after those kids two of those kids are my own kids so uh that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> get a little smells in. little smells get the little smells plugged in yeah. um i love that i love the multi-generational and again you know kind of almost borrowing from the system in the schools like you have you, they develop like a feeder system like yeah. you get you get kids playing instruments and singing choirs when they're in yep. uh, early in elementary school and then you know they they exactly. grow in their skills and all that kind of, the church can can definitely use that i love mm-hmm. i love that um one of the things that that we do is i i kind of empower uh a few members of our team like you guys are going to be sitting out in the congregation when yeah. you're not serving keep an eye out and ear open um for people around you, you know, that you hear who obviously are passionate about worship and who, who are, you know, obvious singers, you know, that can, they can stick out sometimes right. in a good way. Yeah. Uh, not like the guy in the prayer concern who sits <laughs> in the front row and sings off pitch, but, uh, you know, empower your team to be out there helping you look. I love the concept of a class. We, we do that as well. And, um, they can, um, uh, they can help you in multiple ways. They can help you in identifying people. They can also help you in, um, 
you know, we've all been a part of those uh, auditions or interviews that maybe uh, didn't go the way the auditioner right. thought they would go. And so, you know, that class, they can help by uh, helping to reinforce and communicate, you know, like what's it look like to be on the team? Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of skill level uh, do you do you need to have that kind of, that kind of thing. And then of course you, you want to have systems in place to, to help people improve who maybe aren't ready yet. You know, we will, uh, we'll often have people come and sit in on a rehearsal. Like if you're an acoustic player, sit next to our acoustic player, here's, here's the, the tunes, here's the charts, mm-hmm. um, give them access to the planning center plan. This is what preparation looks like. Mm-hmm. Come and, and sit beside them for a, uh, uh, for a rehearsal. Maybe, maybe they don't have their instrument. Maybe they're just listening to the in-ear mix and hearing what we hear. Cause you know, that can even be uh, a little jarring for somebody who's never used, you know, click or whatever before. And um, yeah, but that the recruiting piece gang, here's, here's a, here's a, uh, some real, real speak for you guys. This is not something that you're going to solve like a math problem and you're all good. Right. But just like Jen said, like it's something that you're always having to uh, to replenish the the troops. And uh, yeah, it is it is funny that people can look at that stage and they see all the spots filled and they're thinking, yeah, yeah, they're good. They're good. Right. Something I think, too, that is like uh, representative of what you just said, you know, we, you have team members who are off the platform listening and and paying attention. I do think that this is a huge part. You have to be out in the midst of your church. You have to know people. If you have a green room culture or a, you know, I come out and I do my thing and I hang out and I avoid people, that's going to work against you. Like truthfully, I think that as we get out and as we have conversations and we empower, I love that word, empower our team to be out in the congregation, um, meeting people, talking to people, knowing them better, you're going to naturally come across more people who, you know, have talent or, you know, if it's on a tech production and might be willing to learn something or they're, they're, they want to serve and they just don't know how to go about doing it. So, we have to be out in the midst of the people. We got to smell like sheep. Absolutely. I was just going to say, it. Andy, Andy Frank, man, yeah. shepherd smell like sheep yeah. and, uh, you know, get out there with the people. And I will say this, I have been to 2911 church for a service and I saw it with my own two eyes. Yeah. I saw them, uh, come off the platform at the end and, and even before service started, mm-hmm. uh, I, I saw them out, uh, work in the room, man, greeting people. And I think that, um, you know, one of the things they talk about with experience conferences is kind of lowering the platform and yeah. just a reminder, you know, we're all, we're all here. I might be right. holding an instrument or a microphone, but man, I need to connect with God here yeah. in worship, just like you do. And mm-hmm. so it, lowering that platform, man, we're all in this together. I love that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and I saw it in action. It's a huge compliment. Okay. So yeah, you, you probably hit on this a little bit when you're talking about um, shadowing and, and uh, you know, spending some time at rehearsal, but let's, let's, let's look at onboarding. I know you've kind of gone through some of um, some of your process before, but what is what is onboarding look like for you? Yeah, I, here's the deal, man. Uh, I, I try to make it intentional, but not intimidating, mm-hmm. um, because if uh, you know we are a little bit of a larger church, and so if you've been a part of um, you know, the church you grew up in was a couple hundred people or whatever, and you come, it can be a little intimidating. And so we really try to take the teeth out of that as best we can. Yeah. Um, so we we have uh, uh, booklets that we have produced and 
every time I talk about them, people ask me for copies of them. I can give you copies of them. Happy to do that. I can email it to you. Um, but they are, uh, they are in desperate need of an update. I'm just going to tell you that off the top. So mm-hmm. when somebody goes to that class at our church and they express an interest, um, they go through a little, uh, process with the people who teach that class. And then we will get, uh, uh forwarded the names. Hey, here's this person who plays guitar. Here's a person who sings. Here's a person who's interested in running sound, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we send them the, uh, the appropriate book. Like we have a, a booklet for vocal teams. We have one for, for instrumentalists, and then we have one for production. And so we send them that and it describes, here's what, uh, here's, here are our goals of the team. You know, our, our pastor laid out, uh, this fourfold, uh, deal for us. When I first came to the church, this is what I want every worship gathering to accomplish. Number one, I want it to be God focused uh, number two, I want it to engage the people. Number three, I want it to be seamless. And number four, I want it to be excellent. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we talk about those in there. We talk about the goals that we have as a team, uh, how important relational uh, health is uh, in the midst of the team, being prepared, bring, being on time, all that stuff. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, we tell them, here's, here's what it looks like. Here's, this is the measuring stick. Uh, read through this, pray through it. And if you want to move forward with an interview, uh, let us know uh, mm-hmm. if, if we can hear back from you within the next week or so. And so then we schedule an interview uh, from, from that point. But we really try to communicate as much about the culture of our team and what it takes to be uh, like a successfully contributing member to the team. We try to really uh, build that foundation right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Do you do all of that yourself or do you have a team of people? Um, I, I am fortunate to have uh, a part-time assistant who yeah. uh, I, I, uh, I, along with another staff member, created the content for the books. Mm-hmm. And now she is the person who uh, emails that all out and schedules yeah. times for, for interviews and all that kind of stuff. I'm very... Uh, fortunate. I know not everybody has a situation like that. But I'm like, even if you don't have an assistant, maybe look to someone on your team who you can help bring along to uh, to carry the burden. And Uh, create a PDF, just create a PDF that you can email out to them. Super easy. Mm -hmm. Soup's easy as the kids say. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) So um, I've done things, I will say this, I don't always, with onboarding, I kind of stick to a similar process, but um, this probably steps back into recruiting a little bit. Um, I don't have like one set way that I do things right before COVID. I did open auditions for our worship team. Um, and then COVID hit and that just changed everything. Um, and so, so I'm, I might do open auditions again at some point later this year, or I might just keep kind of handling it one-on-one. So I will say this, um, part of our onboarding process is for our platform team. So we, we have an entire creative team that's, you know, graphic design, that's everything that happens in the tech booth broadcast, Mm -hmm you know, streaming, all of that in the platform. For our platform team, we ask that people serve in another area of ministry in the church for six months before they're able to try to get onto the platform team. And the reason we do that is um, because we want to make sure people understand that you are joining a church as a whole. You know, you are, you are stepping in and going, yeah, this is, this is the place I want to be as a whole. It's not just a platform that I want to be on. Um, It gives, 
um, them time to really get to know us as a church, to get to know our culture and make sure it's a good fit for them and vice versa. It gives us an opportunity to get to know them, but we don't just kind of like leave them on their own. We kind of go, okay, you're interested in being a vocalist. That's great. We're going to get you plugged in serving somewhere else, even within the creative team. And then we invite them to start coming though, to creative team nights so they can start nice. to kind of be a part of our, um, creative, you know, environment before they can fully step into being a part of that team. That way they start to get to know the culture. Now, um, while they're in that journey, we stay in touch. And usually when people are about four or so months into that, then we start conversations about, okay, let's, let's look at, um, I call it an audition. I know it's scary, but there's no gate, <laughs> no way getting around it. Um, so when they come for their audition, I do have like a little kind of information sheet that they fill out just, you know, so I can, you know, just get to know them a little bit more. They come in, they audition. Um, and if we decide, okay, this is the right move, then um, we do an orientation and we sit, we actually sit down with our, our handbook for our team and we just talk through it, you know, and, you know, talk through all the, the little details, you know, we talk about the vision and the heart with the team. And then there's, you know, things you got to talk about like dress code and, you know, moral mm -hmm. conduct and all of that. So we mm -hmm. actually walk them through an orientation and then we do our next step That's is great. called shadowing where we have them come to a rehearsal. We pair them up with a team member and we go just shadow now, just watch what rehearsal looks like and just kind of experience it. And once they get past all that, then we start to um, start to weave them into the schedule. But we really try to make a lot of personal connection because we realize it's kind of intimidating and, you know, we'll even kind of go, do you have, do you have in-ears? You don't? Okay. Here's some options on Amazon, you know, cause not everybody's going to get customs. Let's just be real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we, we just try our best to kind of go, let's give you everything that we can, every tool that we can to help make this process um, a little bit easier, a little bit less intimidating. And we've seen a lot of success with it. That's so great. Yeah. That's so great. So I would say a couple of things too about, you've heard us both mention like booklets, handbooks, whatever. Yeah. Um, don't, don't be intimidated by that. If you're maybe just starting out or whatever, mm -hmm. like it doesn't have to be rocket science. No. It's, it's basically, this is what it looks like to be on our team. Yeah. Um, and you write out a word document, mm -hmm. throw in some pictures if you have that skill set, and right. that's your booklet, you know, right. um, just, just, it's a, it's a way of establishing early on this is what it looks like to be a part of the culture of our team. Right. And, and that'll probably constantly be evolving. I, yeah, I read absolutely. through ours every year and I sometimes have to add edits based off of like, Oh, whoop, we encountered this situation. Yeah, Let me right. go ahead and clarify this in our handbook, you know, so it can be we something that you develop over time. And, and we just added an additional step uh, before we schedule an interview with people. We asked them to record a video, mm -hmm. even just on their phone. Yeah of you doing whatever it is that you want to come in and audition for. If you're a singer, player, mm. whatever production, they handle their own, uh, their own people. So I'm just dealing really with singers and players. But, um, if you're a drummer, um, you know, play an MP3 to, of a song that we have been doing in our services mm -hmm. and play along, yeah. uh, same with guitar, uh, sing along. If you need, uh, resources for that, we, we can help, you know, provide that, but, shoot a video, even just on your phone. Doesn't have mm -hmm. to be a, a Grammy or a, a, an Oscar winning, you know, film. We're not looking for, uh, you know, mega high quality there, but uh, send that to us. Uh, that helps to, uh, to prepare us. And mm -hmm. so if we discover that uh, maybe it's not time yet, we can start to steer you in the way of resources yeah. um, uh, right away. So Jen, what are, what are some things you do if you encounter, um, 
okay, we've talked about this before. Yeah. You know, we're in we're in the season of culturally of The Voice and American Idol and all those, and they've sort of created this America's Got Talent. Like right. everybody's just an opportunity away. I right. just need to find the right opportunity away, and it happened for Carrie Underwood. So it's probably going to happen for me. It's just a matter of time. So <laughs> occasionally, though, um, maybe that's maybe that is not what God has gifted that person to do. Mm-hmm. And so, if you encounter a person like that, mm-hmm. what? How do you handle it? So usually, I mean, you know this about me. I'm not afraid to speak the truth. I always try to do it in love. But I kind of go. I would rather. Mm, I would rather wound someone truthfully or, or that, you know, that sort of thing, then, then, then maybe just not be honest with them. So, um, I'll ask people, and this is actually something I usually ask before they even audition, if they've had like voice lessons actually on that form that people fill out, it says, you know, please list any kind of training per, you know, pertinent mm-hmm. to you, whatever it is you're doing, whether it's a, a voice or instrument list, what you've done. So then I can kind of know if they're kind of coming in and it's like nothing, then I'm like, okay. Um, you know, very rarely will you have a uh, Carrie Underwood on your hands, somebody who's had no no training or anything at all. So if they come in and it's a little bit rough, I just try to encourage people. I'll go, first of all, what you just did was so brave. It is very hard to um, to to put your, you know, gift out yes, there in is. front of people. Yes. And so I always applaud that. I always go, you know, that's a, that's a huge win. Um, but then I'll just speak honestly, like your voice sounds, whatever it might be, you might be a little bit underdeveloped. It, um, I think that you could really benefit from vocal training, but I even have tried to break down those walls and go every, every vocalist needs to go through vocal training. And then like, I still actively go to a voice coach. And I think that that can help to kind of strip away the stigma that you're saying, you know, they suck or they, you know, mm-hmm, they're not good. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's automatically the first thing people think. And it's like, well, you know, why do you get a, why do you get a fitness trainer at the gym? Or why would anybody who's going to be an athlete? This isn't, it's not a bad thing. This is a coach who's going to help hone your skills. And so um, I always say to do that if, and then I say, come back to me. I want you to go see a vocal coach. We can recommend a few um, and then come back to me in three months. Or if it's, you can't afford voice coaching. We've even done this. I'm like, YouTube has some incredible, absolutely incredible um, content. And so in these cases, I'll go, I want you to get on YouTube. I want you to start looking up some exercises and then I'm going to partner you with a vocalist, a strong vocalist on our team. And I want you to pursue them. We're not going to come chase after you because if, if, you know, if it's like, if you want to do this, you've got to really, mm-hmm. you've got to put some skin in the game. But then what I want you to do is I want you to coordinate with them where you're going to come in and show them what you've been learning on YouTube so then they can kind of help bring you along. So we've done that a couple of times with people because voice lessons aren't, you know, always affordable. I guess the big thing is this, is people have to be willing um, and want to grow. They they have mm-hmm. to be, if they're just kind of a flat out, you know, well, no, I'm not going to do that. I just kind of go, okay, well, let me know when, when you change your mind. And I just kind of leave it, I, I kind of leave it at that. Um, and I haven't had too many people get offended. Maybe some people do, but mm-hmm. I just kind of go, if I keep, if I try to say it as much as I can in love, um, do my best to not destroy a person, you know, I, I can't always control if they if they leave upset. So. Yeah. I mean, I've had my share of, of really bad experiences, you know, and communicating that to people, I, I would say, you know, helping somebody find where God has gifted them to serve is yes. a, an incredibly pastoral yeah. uh, experience for them. And so I try to communicate, look, you're entering into, uh, there, there is evaluation in this process. Mm-hmm. It, we can't help 
it, there has to be, you know, that's right. what we're charged. I told you my pastor, one of the things that it, he's looking for excellence, mm-hmm. you know, as we offer our gifts back to the Lord. So we're looking for, um, we, we're not just putting anybody up there. There right. has to be a, a process to go through. So I will tell them, look, you're entering into an, an evaluative process. Mm-hmm. Um, if we discover that this is where God has gifted you to serve, uh, we'll do everything we can to help and empower you to, to do that. But if we discover that it's in maybe a different area or it's not yet or whatever it is, uh, I'm going to, we're going to walk with you. We're not just going to slam the door in your face and, and, uh, and, and send you away, you know, to, right. to be on your own, you know, and, and, and Jen is exactly right. You're going to find people who will embrace that. And you're going to find people who absolutely will not embrace it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had experiences where, um, you know, people have really taken that to heart and they've come back and, and I've been kind of blown away by how God has stretched them and grown them, mm-hmm. uh, as a musician. And then I've had, I've had experiences where, uh, I've just watched people literally melt down, uh, mm-hmm. in front of me. Um, they were so crushed by even kind words yeah. of, you know, uh, even, you know, language you can use is it sounds like maybe you, you haven't been singing a lot, mm-hmm. you know, right. you can hear that, uh, in somebody's voice, you know, mm-hmm. my vocal coach lives upstairs in my house and mm-hmm. she would always say, if you, you want to be a, a better runner, find somebody who runs farther or faster than you do mm-hmm. and r- go run with them. Yeah. Uh, you know, like what Jen is saying about pairing them with a, a strong vocalist on the, mm-hmm. on the team. And I'll say, you know, you, you need to spend more time singing, you know, you wouldn't sign up for a marathon and not train at all and just jump in and take off running. Uh, that's probably not going to go very well for you. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, sing, you need to, if you're a player, you need to start, you need to be playing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to get very familiar with your instruments. You know, if you're a guitar player, I always tease my guitar players. It feels like there's 19 different ways to play a G chord on the acoustic guitar, yeah. you know, get, get familiar with a bunch of those and, right. and, you know, get, you know, get ready to, uh, to enter into this process, but you're going to, you're going to find people who receive it well, and you're going to find people who don't. Right. And, uh, you need to just do the best you can, uh, to be as kind as possible and help to steer them in the right direction, find the place that God has called them to serve. Right. And I think, you know, clarifying things like upfront before the process even begins, I just find that hugely helpful, you know, to mm-hmm. kind of put out mm-hmm. there, Hey, we, you know, you, you don't come on the team to learn. You, you have to have something that you already kind of know. Yep. You have to have some yep. experience under your belt. Now I will say this, there might be situations where you're in a smaller church and you're desperate for people and you might kind of feel like, Hey, I can't be that picky. Um, and it's not so much being picky, but there's an element of going, I feel like you as the worship leader, you can't bear the weight of, you know, doing your job and shepherding your team and also having to be everybody's personal, you know, trainer. And I've got to give all Absolutely. of these people lessons and I got to, you know, there, there's an element of, of just kind of like realizing some of that. And, and so it's like, if that means you have a limited team for a bit, you have a limited team, you can still champion people or, mm-hmm. you know, get creative and go, Hey, acoustic guitarist, we've got this kid who wants to learn. Are you willing to help him learn? You know, there's things that you can do to help. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, we can't force people, <laughs> you know, we can't magically make everybody um, better. And so I think that there's an element of like, realize your limitations as a leader. One of the biggest things we do is just try to cheerlead and champion people um, with what they're going to bring to the table. 
So. Yeah. And, and if you're in a smaller church and you're just at the beginning of building your team, don't be in such a hurry. Yeah. It is better to not have mm-hmm. a drummer than to have the wrong drummer. Absolutely. You know, uh, Absolutely. I, and I think that comes from Paul Balash. I can't yep. take credit for that. I mean, it's, it's better to, uh, to, to be very slow and mm-hmm. very deliberate, uh, than it is to be in a hurry to be the next elevation or whatever. I, um, I have a personal story. Yeah, for real. I, so there was, um, I was on a team where I was the music director and, and worship leading at the same time. We went about a year without having a bass player hmm. a year, which bass is, man, when you don't have bass, it's rough. Yeah. And in that, during that time, we had a guy come through the church that was phenomenal. He was a phenomenal bass player his attitude was the worst thing on the planet. He just, mm-hmm. every time he talked to this guy, it was just so awful. And so kind of made the choice. It's like, I would rather have no bass player or me as a keys player really learn to compensate on the low mm-hmm. end. And we're going to go without a bass player until we have the right person. And and we were really glad we did that. Truthfully, yeah. really, really glad. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so much wisdom in that. Sam, we'd love to know, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you doing to work on these things on your team? Recruiting, onboarding, developing people. Yeah. Uh, send us a DM or send us an email, info at worshipleaderprobs.com. And uh, we'd, love to, we'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah, what are you doing on, to build your team? Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. Like Brian said earlier, make sure you um, hit subscribe wherever it is that you're listening to the podcast. That way you never have to search for us. We just show up bright and early every Tuesday morning, ready for you. And uh, do us a favor, go on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating with a nice review, drop mm. some nice words in there. It yeah, just helps. Nice. It helps with the algorithm. Let's just be real. Absolutely. Our lives are yeah. run by the algorithm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and thanks so much for following us um, and engaging with us on all of the socials at Worship Leader Probs on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You can even find us over on Twitter by searching the hashtag Worship Leader Probs. Yeah. And thanks to our friends. You know, we've been telling you about them for a while now. Maven Media Productions. They're just amazing people. Uh, they're editing our podcast and producing the graphics related to the podcast and all that. Uh, if you're, if your company or your business, your church, your ministry, you need some help with, uh, maybe, uh, evaluations or consulting, a website development. You need a social media plan. Hit them up at mavenmediaproductions.com. Uh, they're fantastic people, and I know they would love to help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thanks to my brother, Scott Hoke, for our voiceover intro. Guys, we love you. Thanks for listening to episode 172 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Until next time, deuces. Smell you later. Smell you later.